Welcome, what's up? We're back. Football is back. How great does it feel to have regular season NFL football games to talk about for the first time in, gosh, eight months? This is the absolute best. It's the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm Eric Stenholm, here with my co-host Joey Moore. Absolutely insane week one. One of those games on Monday Night Football that you're just like, you. I could not wait to hop on and talk to you about this. Obviously, we you want to lead with you know the Niners and Brock Purdy and an incredible performance uh, against Pittsburgh, but we got to start on Monday Night Football, Joey. What a freaking roller coaster of a game in more ways than one. Oh boy, yeah. What what a start to the Monday Night Football schedule. I mean, this game has been hyped up really ever since the trade and then the schedule, you know, is released. Um, but yeah, what. What a like you said, roller coaster, absolute roller coaster. If you're a football fan, especially if you're a Jets fan, um, I don't know how they're feeling. Today. I really don't. I really don't know how they're feeling. Um, it's what they call win. that what a Pyrrhic victory. Like, so they win twenty two sixteen in overtime on an epic punt return in overtime. Just one of the best regular season Monday Night Football performances or I mean just games in general I've ever seen just back and forth and nuts and um but it all started with Aaron Rodgers on his fourth play as a jet uh going down on a a sack and it looked like a a lower right leg injury comes out after the game it's a torn Achilles and the Aaron Rodgers era in New York is likely over I mean this season is is done he was getting paid one million against the cap this year and next year I believe it's 86 million so who knows if that's it for Rodgers for the Jets? But I mean, let's just recap the game while we're while we're here. I mean, you Josh Allen, one of his worst games as a pro. Diggs looked good, but he looked pissed. Um, <laughs> Jets defense looked absolutely elite. Um, Zach Wilson, his typical self, but he found a way to do just just enough to get it done. Wild Monday Night Football game. I mean, you put you put it so well. Are Jets fans happy right now? I'm sure they're kind of happy. I mean, it was an epic win. It's a memorable moment. But, I mean, their season is basically down the tube, right? I want to say no so bad. Like, I just, that's one of the best things about football. Like, you know, like, there's 53 guys on a team for, for a reason. And I, I do think that's one of the biggest draws to it is, like, like the guy that punt returned. We found – if you watch Hard Knocks, you follow his story. Like, guy makes the team and then has a moment like this on Monday Night Football against against Buffalo. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's that's why we watch. And, and like, to say, mo- to say more of those moments won't happen because Rodgers isn't going to – it's going to be there. Well, he wasn't there today. And and look how much fun you had if you're a Jets fan. I mean, yeah, does it suck? Hell yeah, it sucks. I'm not trying to like sugarcoat it. It it it's a big blow to their Super Bowl hopes. I mean, I still think they could make the playoffs. I mean, trade deadline could be weird with so many teams tanking, you know? I mean, what if they do trade for a guy like, you know, there's time. It's not like mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's not week 10 after the trade deadline and this happens. Um and as we saw, their defense is elite. Their front four is incredible. Insane. Um, I mean, we saw some defensive performances this weekend. I mean, you know, probably none bigger than Dallas last night. But, I mean, that that they'll not only keep them in games, they'll win games um, mm-hmm. because of it. And 
And I know Buffalo's offensive line is not the best, and you know they don't have a, they've never had a great running game, you know, with McDermott and Josh Allen. But yeah, um, but for the Rodgers thing, I was going to mention it felt like a news story. It didn't even feel like a sports story when he mm-hmm. went down. It felt like it's like oh, we're going to go to Lisa. Like, what do you got? Lisa Salter's like on the ground in in enemy territory. It's like, what do you have? Like, it's. And then it's like, I, I feel like even if you flipped it to like a non-sports t- channel, it would have been like, oh man, hear about Rodgers? It's like, it's like, nope, it's just, just a guy went down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It felt, it felt bigger than just a guy, obviously for, for many reasons, his first game in New York, but yeah, the, yeah. the speculation is going to go off the chart now on, you know, will they stick with Zach Wilson? I've already seen, you know, rumors of. Uh, trades for Gardner Minshew or Jameis Winston or whoever's available. I mean, I guess Carson Wentz is still a free agent. There's not a lot of good options out there. Uh, I saw Kyler Murray floated. I was like, that's the first one that came to my head. Yeah, that. I mean, it's insane. I mean, these next few days, you would think the Jets will be like, we will rally around Zach Wilson and we will play good football. But we all saw Zach. Maybe they'll trade for Trey Lance. I mean, it probably only takes what a fifth. So you know, we'll see. Um, pretty crazy situation there in New York. Obviously, you know, you feel for Jets fans who have this, you know, unbelievable moment, probably their best primetime football moment in, you know, two decades. And then it's completely ruined by the Rogers injury. But, uh, what a wild week one. We got to start with your boys in, uh, red and gold. I mean, what a performance. Everybody and their mother, including me had money on Pittsburgh. They're like, Pittsburgh, home dog, getting two or three points against the Niner team who's just been all discombobulated and having all this drama with Nick Bosa and Purdy coming off of UCL. Ho-hum, ho-hum, the Niners slaughter the Pittsburgh Steelers and start 1-0. Joe, you got to be thrilled. Yeah, I'm not trying to overreact and, like, plan the parade here because <laughs> parts of me, like, in the second quarter when it was, like, 20 to nothing, I'm like, so... Parade would be like Wednesday, like third week of February. <laughs> um, no, they looked – I mean, it was beyond my expectation because the Niners under Kyle have, have started so slow. Mm. And like you said, Purdy's injury, like you just never know how he's going to be when when there's live bullets. Like I, questions on the offensive line. And mm-hmm. it was funny because I had like just said out loud – like, oh, McKivitz has kind of played well, and then I, he gave up three sacks to T.J. Watt after that. But he he might not play a better edge rusher than him. I know eventually we'll have Miles Garrett um, when we play Cleveland. But um, other than a couple very minor things, like that's what it's supposed to look like. I mean, everything. Their their offense. I right. mean, I mean, I mean, if if they play well up to their potential, I mean, they they I think could have the number one offense and the number one defense. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. That's very hard. Um, it probably won't happen. But I mean, they under Purdy, they have scored thirty plus points a game. Their defense is elite everywhere. And like, I mean, yeah, I was worried the preseason they they didn't really play everybody all the time. You never know what it's going to look like. But it was like today is like wow, you see all the guys they have out there. Like, hey, there's an All Pro. There's another all pro, there's a pro bowler. And like I mean, a couple of things stuck out that I wasn't Jake Moody made all of his kicks. That's a big freaking deal. Like, cause that was one thing I was like, this guy can't hit water to fall out of a boat. And all of his kicks went pretty much right down the middle. Drake Jackson had three sacks. If that guy can play, he was their second rounder last year, their first pick. They didn't because they didn't have a pick of the Lance trade. 
Mm-hmm. He was basically called out of shape by the end of season last year by the coaching staff. And, uh, well, if he continues, I mean, at a pretty decent pace, I mean, him with uh, Armstead and, and Hargrave and then, you know, Bosa on the other side, like, look out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he'll get three sacks every game. But, yeah, I Brandon Ayuk was a stud. He's like the guy everyone kind of doesn't mention. That may offense. have been the best game of Ayuk's career. What I mean, a game he, for him. He's always open. Uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, I know the running, we talk about the running back market going to the toilet. Boy, I'd pay him what he's worth, $20 million. Or, you know, if he if he wanted to raise. But, yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, it's as good as it as it could have been. I, they, in all phases, just dominated him. Yeah, and I and I and I'm not souring. I I was high on Pittsburgh. I you know like I said, picked Tomlin to win coach. Of the I I think I don't think Pittsburgh's a bad team at all. I think they're a good team. I just think, yeah, I just it's what it looks like when they're all when they're all rolling. Yeah, and when they're all healthy is the key. You had Kittle, you had Debo, you had uh, McCaffrey, you had Purdy, you had everyone out there. Trent Williams, all the studs were there. Nick Bosa played, uh, I think, more snaps than people were expecting. I mean, the team looked absolutely incredible. The absolute opposite of last year's opener in Chicago in the monsoon. So, like, a basically a perfect start for the Niners. Uh, for the Vikings, it was not perfect. It was uh, kind of a lethargic performance. Um, I was actually impressed with Brian Flores' defense. We gave up 20 points, but a lot of that was off of turnovers. I believe we only gave up 240 total yards, so it was a very good defensive performance against, albeit a Tampa Bay team led by Baker Mayfield. But what stood out to me was the turnovers. I mean, Cousins was not receiving any kind of protection. Two of the three turnovers, I would say, were not his fault. Uh, One was... Uh, right off the receiver's hands ended up being a pick, and then one was just a blindside blitz where the fullback completely missed his block. Cousins was just ro- got his shit rocked and fumbled it right into the red zone for Tampa. So um, one of those games that, given that we play the Eagles this week, that hurts because now we're essentially 0-2 we, before we even play that game on Thursday night. So uh, tough start for the Vikes. I know you caught some of that one. Um, what did you see from the Vikings as an unbiased observer? Because I actually do feel positive about the offense. I just thought or about the defense. Excuse me. I just thought the team as a whole was super sloppy. Well, my first first thing is the jerseys look absolutely sweet. Uh, <laughs> like they're clean. A lot like the Jets tonight. I they're really good. No, I I was a little shocked. Minnesota, like I mean the turnovers. Yeah, I was shocked they didn't get you know a bit more offensive production. I think Tampa's not very good defensively. But like you said, yeah, Minnesota's defense, I mean, they couldn't stop anyone last year um, despite winning as many games as they did. So I think even holding Tampa and, and Baker to you know, 20 points it was um, is pretty solid. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, having Philly on a short week in Philly uh, is a big bummer um, for any team. Um, but especially, I believe, last year Minnesota go there week two and, and get – throttled on Monday. Yeah, at least well, that was Monday night. It was Monday night. I remember, and I was up here in the Bay Area then, too. I'm always up in the Bay Area for Dreamforce Week, and I was like, hey, I'll get to watch a Monday night football game with my dad. This will be awesome. And, like, literally within 15 minutes of that game starting, it was over. That was just an absolute drubbing. And that's what I've, when I think I and a lot of people around the country were like, oh, shit, the Eagles are for real. Like, that was an absolute spanking, and I'm expecting a lot more of that this hey, week. Not, it's just, I thought Philly would... Uh, beat the Patriots pretty good, but they almost didn't. So maybe, 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 uh, 
Vikes got a got a shot Thursday. Yeah, it's going to involve a lot of uh, you know Addison and and uh, and Jefferson, you know. Over the middle, over the top. I mean, it's probably the only way we win that game. I didn't, I wasn't impressed at all by our running game. Obviously, Madison, I think, is a guy who tries so hard, and he's such a hard runner. But I mean, there's just not lanes for him to run with our interior offensive line. Also, our starting center Garrett Bradbury missed almost all of that first game. He will be out the second game. So, welcome back to the NFL. Injuries abound, and uh, seasons changing already. You know, just one week into the season. Um, next up, I wanted to talk about the Giants on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Forty to nothing loss to the to the Cowboys. I was texting you during that game. I don't know. I mean, I've been watching football for twenty five plus years. I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback take a beating like that. Daniel Jones was absolutely pummeled from the first snap of the game to the last because for whatever reason they never took him out in a 40 nothing loss. He was just battered and beaten by that unbelievable Cowboys defensive line all game long. Uh, an absolute tire fire there uh, in New York at home on Sunday Night Football. Was that more of the Cowboys are going to be an absolute force this year, or was that, oh my God, the Giants were a total fluke in 2022? I don't think they were a total fluke last year, or I don't think this game says that. What I mean, I think mostly this game just says when Dallas is on, especially their defense, uh, it's elite of elite. I mean, I don't. You don't get to play Danny Dimes every week, so I don't think they're going to win every game forty to nothing. But um, I'm looking at them and, and the Niners, and, and like we saw the Jets, a couple other teams. You know, like really that true top five, like elite defense. And I mean, yeah, their their pass rush is ferocious. Um, overwhelmed the Giants' offensive line, which I thought was better than what it showed. But I mean, every one of them got beat many, many times, and just. <laughs> You know, it, it goes into, like, why did they pay Daniel Jones? Like, $40 million, he's never going to win these games. We tried to say this on the offseason uh, free agency pod. What are you doing giving him, whatever, three years, $130 million? It, it's, just like, it's just like, don't tell me the reason why you're paying him that much money is because that's just the market. Like, I... Like, you're going to pay 40 15 million. touchdowns last year, 1-5. Fifteen, I, I, I just—he's never going to win these games. He's—he's, he's, you know, it just—you're—you're you're better off taking a guy much cheaper, who, you know, Dayball Dayball can elevate. I—he's never—he's never, never going to be the second. I mean, I'm not even that high on Dak, but I—I I, I think Dak is better than Daniel Jones oh, most yeah. of the time. Um. He was only vanilla Vic for a few weeks last yeah. week. Yeah, I only said he might be better than Daxon because I feel like with Dayball he turns the ball over. I just can't like Dak just throws the ball to the other team more than I think most Cowboy fans would like. But yeah, I, I think it was mostly Dallas's pass rush, their defense, um, and then just weird things happen too, like block field, like touchdown, like it. It just and the weather, like sometimes just it just gets ugly. Like, yeah. you know, I, I actually think it's an easier loss than, than I, like, I think Buffalo's tonight is way worse. Oh, way worse yeah. than, than the Giants loss. Um, you know, both divisional primetime games, but I, I just think you could honestly flush that one if you're the Giants and, um, 
I want to say they play Arizona this week. They do at Arizona. Okay, well, there's a tune-up game. And then they come to San Francisco for the home opener. Well, hope that goes well. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I I just. So you think Dallas' defense is just, you know, top two. uh, Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, easily. They're, they're, and, I mean, at worst, Parsons fourth, right now is just, you know, I mean, I think Dallas, San Francisco, Philly, and the Jets, probably, I mean, right off the top of my head. Um, yeah, you'd be hard pressed to find anyone better than Dallas, like right now, especially with everyone being healthy, with Parsons being at his absolute best already in week one. I mean, incredible performance from Dallas. They'll be a contender this year. Seems to be they have more positivity around that franchise than they've had in quite a long time. Um, the game of the week, in my opinion, obviously Monday Night Football was amazing, but the true game of the week was Miami at the Chargers. Um, Tua and Tyreek looking like prime Brady and Moss, just nonstop action in that game, nonstop scoring. Um, Tua ended up with over 460 yards. That final drive where he hit uh, Tyreek for, I think, 60 and then hit him again for six for the touchdown. Um, it seems like, given the events of the last two days, I mean, Miami is definitely a dark horse in the AFC, especially if if Tua stays healthy. Buffalo is down. The Jets just lost Rodgers for the year. The Patriots don't look like anything special. The path is cleared for Miami to really take off here. I hope so. I I love Mike McDaniel. They're very, very good. I I just was never super high on them because I just I, – I don't think Tua is going to play 16, 17 games. I – I hope he does. I, I, you know, I, I want, you know, all these teams to be at full strength. So we get, you know, you know, the best games, but yeah, he looked incredible. Uh, and, and Tyreek Hill, I mean, again, I, I don't know. He, he, for someone who puts up the numbers, he does, he's talked about like a very gimmicky player. Um, <laughs> you can make the case. He's the best player in the NFL. I, one of them, especially Did you see the, 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 all 22 cam of the crossing route he did early in the game. He starts on the right side of the field, they, they, or starts on the left side of the field. They call him in motion, and then they snap it. And as they call him in motion and snap the ball, he makes his turn around his own offensive line, runs in a straight line for about 20 yards, and then makes a turn to the left. He clears out like four different players and runs past all of them and is wide-ass open for like a 30-yard catch. Like, no one in the NFL can do that. He's as fast as like Usain Bolt over the middle. Like, how do you possibly defend that? He should be a Dark Horse MVP candidate. I agree. He's one of the best players in the NFL. I just I just wish he would get a little bit more recognition because he's clearly elevated himself above a guy like, I think, Devontae Adams at this point. Like, he's an absolute beast. Yeah, I, it, it's it's incredible. I, his speed, I don't, you know, being a hockey fan, it's very much like Connor McDavid. Like if, you know, it's that saying people say if he's even, if he's even, he's leaving. Like it's not even. <laughs> like you could be ahead, he's gone. Like, yeah. like you better start running before he starts running. Like, <laughs> and just as if you're a defensive coordinator, like I remember going. I remember going to the Niners Miami game at Levi's last year. Just seeing it, like, you, like every time you're just like, there he goes. Like it just it's, it takes at least the corner <laughs> and the safety with him, and it's like, I'm just like at this point, like why do you even send a guy to cover him like that way? Like he's not going to keep up with him. Like whoever covers him has to run with him. Like I, you have to yeah, somehow you like bracket cover him. him. You, you put, to, yeah exactly. You bracket him. You That's can't. The only way. You can't. You can't cover him. I just. It's like, what's stopping Mike McDaniel for just calling him on a go route, like, every play? 
Like, just like your safety better be able to like safety is usually 10, 15 yards, like corners there. Like if you just send him on a go route and you give Tua enough time, like eventually those, the corner of the safety is going to get tired and like, can Tua throw the ball 70 yards, 60 yards? Like no one's going to, I've never seen anything. Else. And then he can, he, he can run routes. Like he's not just a, yeah. a, a nine, right? Like, as soon as you, as soon as you do get that head start, he'll stop on a dime, and there's like it's like the widest open like 17 yard like curl route, and it's like it scares everything. Like yeah, absolute monster week one, and I mean, I feel like given the events of Thursday where the Chiefs were just kind of a offensive tire fire, you're like, yes, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, but man, you can see how with Tyreek what you know the Chiefs could maybe be one of the best teams in the history of football but without him that's basically the reason they lost the game on Thursday uh I'm going to call that game on Thursday between the Chiefs and Lions the Kadarius Tony game you basically swap out you know a league average receiver whoever Juju Smith-Schuster even from last year on the Chiefs for for Kadarius Tony and they win that game I mean three critical drops including one that led to a pick six and one that could have closed out the game uh there late in the fourth quarter Pretty freaking unbelievable series of events there. Do you come out of that game, you know, thinking that the Chiefs need to make a trade for a wide receiver? Do you think no reason to panic at all? It's Mahomes. It'll be fine. And also, what did you think of the Lions' performance on Thursday? Uh, well, to start with the Chiefs, I don't – I mean, I could very much see them making a run at Mike Evans if Mike Evans doesn't you know, mm. obviously get a deal and he, he wants to go somewhere. But do I think they need that? No, no, they need Travis Kelsey healthy. <laughs> like, I don't, like, you know, again, kind of like McCaffrey's done for the running back position. You know, the tight end's not paid like receivers, but Travis Kelsey looked like the MVP of the league on Thursday. I mean, because even Patrick Mahomes looked, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he looked lost, but, like, you noticed Travis Kelsey. <laughs> like, I know they signed Chris Jones today, but, like, their defense only gave up 14 points. Like, because the pick six, right? 21-20? Yep. Yeah, so, like, their defense was fine. I mean, the, and the, the Lions' offense is, is really good. Like, mm-hmm. but the, the – the and the Lions' defense, I know it's better, but it's not it's not going to be, like, a top five, top ten, maybe top no. – I don't know. We'll see at the end of the year. But, like, Chiefs couldn't – you know, part of that, because Tony dropped the ball, like, a few times. Yeah. Um, and if he catches that one on that last drive, like they're in field goal range and, and give, gives the kicker a chance. Like, you know, so this guy's not falling, I don't think, for Kansas City. But um, when they do play, I think, you know, better teams that eventually, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. They still, I mean, predict them. To, I mean, the Raiders, did anyone watch the Raiders Denver? Like, no one can, like the Chargers, the Chargers, you know, will eventually mess it up. And, like, they'll still win their division. Kelsey will be back, but, like, I mean, it was a big day for Travis Kelsey, I thought, Thursday. Now, the Lions, love it. Like, just love everything about it. From the Lions. I was thinking, is that their biggest win, like, in my lifetime? I mean, I think they want to – have they won a playoff game? No, they haven't won a playoff game like, since the early 90s. Like, good for them. Like, put got put in the kickoff game on NBC primetime, and their fans sure as heck traveled. Um, oh, yeah. Loved it. Love it. Love the call. Dan Campbell, uh, the the fake punt on in their own, like deep in their own territory early in the game. Um, love it him. felt like a continuation of last year's game against the Packers. On exactly. 
18. And I thought that was, was going like, to be really hard to to do to continue yeah. that. But it felt they like picked, it felt like the part two of last season. They picked up right where they left off. Incredible performance by the Lions, who now sit in first place in the NFC North. One more thing before we get to your Jack and the Bum of the Week. There were two other teams that I thought laid a massive egg on Sunday. Seattle Seahawks, who I picked to be the number one seed, and the and the Cincinnati Bengals, who I picked to win the Super Bowl, both just laid absolute eggs. We'll start with uh, with Seattle. Huge favorites at home against what we thought would be an absolutely listless Rams team who placed Cooper Cup on IR right before the game. They lose by 17 at home, including no points in the second half. Geno threw for something like 112 yards. They mustered like 80, 180 total yards in the entire game. Uh, they let this guy, uh, these these two young guys Puka from... Puka uh, Nakua. Yeah, Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. You know, everybody had them in their, you know, bingo card at home. Like, absolutely nuts. They torched the Seahawks' supposedly great secondary. Uh, also, Seattle lost both of their tackles in that game. Like, absolute disaster situation for Seattle. And the worst and part is they get the big, bad Detroit Lions next week. They go to Detroit next week, and Ford Field is going to be hopping more than it has in, you know, its entire existence. It probably hasn't been that energetic in Detroit. Probably hasn't been that energetic since the Ford Model T came out. (laughs) Yeah, since they were winning titles in the 1950s before they even invented the Super Bowl. And then Cincinnati, just a total dud on the road at Cleveland. Uh, Burrow looked like he was really, really rusty coming off of the, you know, limited training camp with the strained calf and. I mean, that, that Bengal offense looked like an absolute tire fire. Or do you worry about either of those teams or, or both or neither? Because I, I tend to think week one, brush it under the rug. Let's see how they look over the next two or three weeks. But the Seattle thing does have me a little bit worried. Uh, start with the Bengals. I'm not worried at all about them. Even when they're humming, they've always, you know, just watching the pre and post games, they they've really always struggled with with Cleveland and their pass rush, um, mm-hmm. divisional game. You know, I and Burrow last year I think threw f- four or five picks against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh last mm-hmm. year, and, and they ended up winning I think in overtime. Um, and because he, I, I feel like he's had a, a reason to miss training camp like every season with the appendectomy injuries. He's just always been. Had a tough week one. I, I think they'll be fine. Um, but Seattle, I'm 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 worried about Seattle just being a Niner fan. Like I'm I'm like until they're like mathematically eliminated, I worry about them. Um, but yeah, that was a shocker. I because I think the Rams suck, <laughs> and I think Seattle's pretty good. Um, I I guess I don't know what's the most surprising part. I I guess the more concerning part, if I was your brother, uh, is if you really <laughs> deep dive. Um, Geno Smith's not been very good the last 10 games. If you go back to last year, um, mm-hmm. that I guess would concern me. Um, I think he'll be fine. Um, but this Rams defense other than Aaron Donald is a bunch of teenagers. Um, like I heard today they had four, they drafted 14 players and they all made the team because they <laughs> don't have people. Um, yeah. I, I, the fact they couldn't and move the ball. You lose the ra- to that team by seventeen. Like, at I don't home. even. I don't even know what to make. I mean, that's so shocking because like the Niners play the Rams next week, and I'm like, is that a tougher game? Like, I don't think so. Like, even when the Rams are good, like the Niners have have handled them, other than the one that mattered the most. 
Um, yeah, I, I still think Seattle's good, like really good. I, I just, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Week one is weird. I, I Losing, Geno Smith and losing their two tackles would freak me out if I was your brother. Yeah, definitely a worrying situation there. And then I, I don't think anybody is just rushing to go bet the Rams now after that. I think that was more of just a total Seahawks dud week one. Good coaching performance from Sean McVay for sure with such a weak roster. Um Obviously, a lot of teams through week one who were a little worried about their future. Let's go over to Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week. A lot of candidates this week. The aforementioned Kadarius Tony goes first. Uh, Thursday night football, he basically almost single-handedly cost the Chiefs the game. Um, the Giants' offensive line is obviously a candidate when you get your quarterback battered to the tune of eight sacks. I'm like, I believe it was like 22 hits. Like, Jones was just fighting for his life back there. The Seattle offense... Obvious candidate for sure, 180 yards at home against the really, you know, poorly constructed Rams roster. Like, that was the shocker of the day for me, even more than 40 nothing on Sunday Night Football. Um, the Bears, who we haven't gotten to yet, I think just them in general, this is probably the most excited Bears just fans Bears. have been. Yeah, it's been, you know, since, I mean, even 2018 with Trubisky, but since long before that, they really haven't been excited at all until this year, and they come in and they're like, Fields, we're going to do it, and they just get spanked at home by the Packers yet again. Uh, just a tire fire organization there, and Eberflus probably on the hot seat if he loses again this week. Um, and then Burrow was my last nominee there. Only mustered 82 yards. I know he's coming off injury. I know he's rusty, but 82 yards in an NFL game. He had 2.9 yards per attempt, which is the lowest by anyone not named Nathan Peterman in the last four seasons. Pretty incredible. But, Joey, where are you going for your jack-in-the-bum of the week for week one of 2023? I, I had one in mind until the Monday night game. Um, the only one I could add, I originally had Patrick Peterson because uh, he did some talking midweek. He was like, I'm going <laughs> to pick off Brock Purdy. And he, he's, gonna see, um, he's like, he, he said the Niners have some, like they tip their pitches. He's like, the Niners, they have some tells. Like, you know, we'll see what's coming. Uh, now, Brandon Ayuk absolutely uh, dog walked Patrick, Patrick Peterson on Sunday. In fact, including the second touchdown he got. Well, the first one ran a little out, faked, faked the corner, ran the post. But, I mean, on skates, Peterson fell. He was, his ass was on the turf. And then second <laughs> touchdown, he mossed him. Like, just high point of the ball, got two feet in bounds. Um, hate to see it. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> he had a tough day. Uh, big tough day. But my jack in the bum of the week, uh, Monday Night Football jack in the bum of the week, Josh Allen. Josh, buddy, um, stop throwing the ball to the other team a lot. Like, three times today, plus another fumble. Bad fumble. You missed the snap. You fumbled it twice on one play. Um, you look lost without Brian Dayball. Um, I could go Jack and the Bum, their coaching staff, on top of it. Um, no allegedly free. I mean, the defense played okay, but they played Zach Wilson. So, like, the Buffalo Bills are kind of, like, maybe that's the – I feel like that's the one pick I after one week I've kind of nailed – um, my Jets win the division pick is looking like milk. Uh, <laughs> my Carolina Panthers win the division is looking like butt cheeks. Um, a lot of other things, but like I, in the offseason, like stuff has just been weird in Buffalo. Like, like you said, Stefan Diggs looks pissed, like just all the time. And I, I said, I texted you. It looks like Josh Allen is, is throwing him the ball when he's not like he's, he's concerned about his feelings. Like 
it's like he does want him around. Like he's like, well, I need my receiver happy. Like I'm gonna throw him the ball, and and it maybe I'm looking too much into it because because Diggs has led the league in in or been up there at least with catches and targets and like so he does throw him the ball a lot, but like every single time he throws to him and it's not a catch, I'm looking at body language and it's just Diggs just looks and, and you know it in Minnesota. Like, you're just like, when's this powder keg going off? And <laughs> it's like, uh, Buffalo's, I know they played their front, uh, the Jets' front four, and they probably won't play another one as good as that. Well, they will because they get them again in Buffalo. But a different, like, offensive line looked, you know, looked like they couldn't, you know, protect Josh. But stop throwing the ball to the other team. Like, like he had a punt. One of them. Jordan Whitehead, they, they said on the broadcast he doesn't have three picks in his career. He had three today. <laughs> Come on, Absolutely Josh. Absolutely insane. I, I, if he commits only one less turnover today, obviously the Bills win that game. Like, absolutely wild. Like, I, it's just like oh, so many of these guys, it goes back to these guys and then they get paid. I'm not saying he's got paid and then, like, has mailed it in by no means, but it's just like. These teams put so much, so much money and assets and everything into these quarterbacks. And, like, if they're not – like, I saw after um, Burrow got paid, and, like, I think Burrow's clear number two in the league. Like, I'm – I think he'll be fine. But, like, I think Mahomes is now, like, the 10th highest paid quarterback in the league. <laughs> like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, all the, I think Kyle like, – okay, Justin Herbert, fine. Lamar, fine. Jalen, fine. But, like, Mahomes is, like, special to overcome deficiencies in your roster other place. That's why he gets paid, I think, $45 million a year. You get paid 55 or 54 or I think Josh is getting, like, 51 or something, maybe. Yeah. Or Watson and Kyler Murray getting that kind of money. Like, like you, be, you better be, like, two or three players. Like, you better be good enough to be a really good quarterback, and you better be good enough to, to elevate, like, the number two and three receiver, and, like, your help out your offensive line. Maybe you could move around, like, evade some sacks. Mm-hmm. Like, part of that in that job description does not mean throw the ball to the other team repeatedly. You know McDermott is just losing his shit after the game today. Like, being if like, I'm Josh. him, if I'm their owners, like, like, it's red flag, like, already. Like, can't happen. Like Zach Wilson on Monday Night Football, did we lose? <laughs> Absolutely. He's like nuts. I'm paying. He's like I'm paying how much for Diggs and Allen? Like to score 16 points? I know the Jets defense is. I'm not trying to talk out both sides of my mouth, but like, he now has a track record. Him and Dak, like, stop throwing the ball to the other team. Stop Josh Allen. Joey's jacking the bum of the week for week one of 2023 after that turnover-laden performance on Monday Night Football. It's time for my You Like That Picks of the Week. Uh, last week, we started off 2-2-1. We got there with Tennessee plus 3.5, Green Bay plus 2.5, which was a slam dunk. Pittsburgh plus 2.5 was a loser, obviously. That was a loser from the first minute of that game. And the Giants plus 3.5, yet another just horrible pick on my part. But we did get the push with Philly, New England under 45. It hit exactly 45, thanks to that missed two-point conversion by New England. So we get away unscathed at 500 so far through week one. Got five more picks for you this week. But I want to bounce them off Joey first before I officially submit these as the pod picks. Number one, I got Philadelphia minus seven on Thursday night against the Vikings. I just think this is a bad spot for the Vikes. I usually don't like picking on or against my team, 
but in this situation, I just don't see how we're going to bounce back four days after that loss on the road against a team that's just so much better than us on both the offensive and defensive line. It's just not a good spot for us. I've already chalked that one as a loss in my mind. I like Philly minus seven there. Um, This is one where I think you might disagree with me a little bit. I kind of like Atlanta plus one and a half. Uh, The Packers are coming to town. I think Atlanta, back-to-back home games, opportunity to establish the run in the first game. It's clear to me that between Bijan Robinson and Algier, they may have the best one-two punch at running back in the NFL. Um, They both look absolutely electric in week one. I am really sold on Atlanta's running game. I think their defense is going to be okay. And I also think that the Packers stock is higher than it's been, you know, all offseason. All of a sudden, after one performance against the Bears, who I think are terrible, their stock goes way up. This game was originally going to be Atlanta minus three. It's now Atlanta plus one and a half. So the Packers are favored on the road. I like getting a point and a half there. Do you buy into Green Bay at this point? Are you okay with that pick? I think Green Bay is better than people uh, give them credit for. I just don't know what to like. Played the Chicago. I like. I think Chicago sucks. So, um, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, Atlanta's run game is a wagon. Um, yeah, I like it. I think that'll keep them in the game at least um, as long as you know love doesn't. You know, got to keep another... the ball out of Jordan Love's hands. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, if he really ends up being good, I am so screwed as a Vike fan. Um, Third pick that I like is Kansas City minus two and a half at Jacksonville. I think the Jacksonville hype is a little bit too high right now for them to be uh, just, you know, under a field goal dog at home to the defending champs. The Chiefs will have more rest. They'll probably have Travis Kelsey. Jacksonville, I thought, was extremely lucky not only to win the game against Indy, but to cover. Um, At the end there, it should have been, you know, a three-point game with uh, Indy trying to do an onside kick, but Richardson got hurt scrambling right near the goal line, and then this horrendous Minshew play when he came in led to them not getting any points on the board was not impressed with Jacksonville in week one I thought Ridley looked amazing thought the rest of the team was just pedestrian and made Anthony Richardson actually look pretty good in his debut as I believe the second youngest player to ever start a game in the NFL a quarterback Um, and then Denver minus three at home against Washington this is a pure fade of Washington I don't know if you caught any of that Fook is watching that game (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if you caught any of the, the Washington-Arizona game, which I hope you didn't because it was a shit-ass game, but Washington looked real bad. Like, Arizona obviously is the worst team in the NFL. Oh, you mean to tell me the Sam Howell hype train curb just went I off mean, the rails? I really thought that, like, Washington would spank them. I thought they have such a, a better defense than Arizona that it would be, you know. I don't remember if we three. talked about this last week, but we, did you talk? Did, you, did we talk about the, the, the Jonathan Gannon speech? Oh or have you God. seen it? Did we talk about it? Yeah. I don't think I I remember we did maybe a couple weeks ago when they first showed him talking to the team, but did, it's I don't like, know if we texted about it or we talked about it, but yeah. Which one of you guys drove here? And which one of you guys took the bus? Absolutely like, I just want killers. <laughs> yeah. I just, Everybody in that room didn't want to run through a brick wall. They wanted to walk through an open door. That's Jonathan Gannon for you. I mean, absolute tire fire. And they only lost by four at Washington, who was seven-point favorites. Uh, I thought Howell did not look good in that game. I thought the Washington defense actually looked crappy. To give up 16 at home to a quarterback who I believe just entered the building last week in Josh Dobbs. Crappy performance from Washington. I thought Denver probably should have won the game against Vegas. They just made a couple critical errors. This game's in Denver? 
This game's in Denver, and Denver's only favored by three. I like Denver there. I like it just because they have to win that game. Oh, they have to. Oh, my God. Sean Payton, hot seat two like, weeks. Like, Russ is on the bench if, if he blows it. <laughs> like, that's what's so great about the NFL. I'm, like, already, like, next week, I'm like, Denver better win that game. Or else Sick. Russ is going to be kissing so many babies and so many high knees on the plane. <laughs> Same with Chicago, too. They have to win next week at Tampa Bay, or that's just going to be an all-out tire fire. See, I just don't even think they, like, like, I think Chicago is in a different class of suck. Then like, like if Denver sucks, like it's a story. Like if Chicago sucks, oh, maybe it is a story. Like you know, wow, they really can't get it together. This is supposed to be like an improvement, Justin Fields. I already, I guess, have made my mind up on Justin Fields and, and their coach. And mm-hmm. like, there's too many good quarterbacks, especially in the Pac-12, um, <laughs> coming out in the draft next year. That like, it's a big day for Justin Fields. I don't think it's a big game for the Bears. I think it's a big game for Justin Fields. And then I'm going to round out my top five uh, picks of the week with Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. They're hosting Cleveland, and they're getting two points at home. I thought Pittsburgh would be favored by two and a half in this game. Cleveland is favored by two on the road in Pittsburgh. I think this is a pissed-off Steeler team after playing probably the best roster in the NFL in San Francisco last week. I really like Pittsburgh to bounce back, uh, you know, on Monday Night Football against Cleveland. I think Cleveland's win was more a product of Burrow being rusty. By by no means did Deshaun Watson look good. That was all the run game in the defense. Like, Watson looked awful. I think he finished with, like, 115 yards and a pick. He did have a rushing touchdown, but, I mean, man, kind of a... a Pyrrhic victory there for Browns fans because they go into the game and they're like, all right, let's see what Watson can do after a full offseason. He was awful. Like, yes, Jim Schwartz's defense was great, but I have no confidence in Watson going into Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football Week 2 against Tomlin, who's had all this time to prepare. I like Pittsburgh there. I'm taking them again after I took them last week and got absolutely burned. Um, so that's it. That's the you like that picks uh, for week two of the NFL season. We're going Philly minus seven at home against the Vikings, Atlanta plus one and a half at home against um, the Green Bay Packers, Kansas City minus two and a half at Jacksonville, Denver minus three at home against Washington and Pittsburgh plus two on Monday night uh, uh, against Cleveland. Joey, it's time for your Feels Great Baby, your wildest take you feel best about currently. We've been texting about this one all off season. You're all in on the team up there in Michigan. I think the Detroit Lions are the most rootable, fun team in the NFL. And I don't think it's close. I mean, maybe maybe not if you're like a Vikings fan like you, like division, you know, you know, not super rooting for the Lions, but like ever since Hard Knocks came out last year, I thought it was one of the best Hard Knocks seasons in a while. And between the the GM, uh, Dan Campbell, um, to Jared Goff getting shafted by the Rams, playing well, you know, they got they got guys everywhere that that seem like they got good stories. It's just in the team, the city, like they haven't been good like ever in my lifetime, and I'm not young anymore, <laughs> like. You know that Thanksgiving morning game used to just be like, oh, who are the Vi- or who are the Lions getting killed by today? It's <laughs> like, nope. Like, I mean, shoot, they're on pace to maybe host a playoff game this year if they win the- if they do win the division. Um, I love them. 
Mostly, mostly, mostly Dan Campbell, a uh, huge Dan Campbell guy. Um, and do you see Jared Goss post game interview too on on in, on NBC? Like, I di- I didn't see that one. No. Like, uh, they, you know, it was uh, it was uh, Melissa Stark interviewed him, and and I, yeah, I, you know, I, I, my Spidey senses said he had a little BD going. <laughs> little, little BD from Jared Goff. I like to see it. Like you know, he, they're like you know, like he's like you know, tough game like Kansas City, like Super Bowl champs. You know, like he basically is like, no, we expect to win. You know, like we come in here, pissed off, like see all these wonderful fans that traveled. Like we came in, we expect to win this game. You know, for the freaking Detroit Lions. Of, I know because of TikTok that uh, Goff's girlfriend or wife uh, is obsessed with the uh, Barbie movie and always calls him Ken. And man, does he look like Ryan Gosling. I'm like, this guy's having a heck of a turnaround. Because going into last season, it was like, why would the Lions think Goff is the answer to anything? And all of a sudden, everybody's like, hey, wait now. Jared Goff could be starting a playoff game. Could be, you know, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFC. Out of nowhere, feel good for the guy. Local Novato product, actually making yeah. good after after the the Rams gave up on him. Like it's all pointing up in Detroit. And even as a Vikings fan, I have to admit it's very hard to root against a guy like Dan Campbell. Um, I really think that's just like an inspirational team. So I like your call there. Like they've been bad really since like the 1950s. Like yes, there you was a stretch. I was gonna say it, part it, of the reason why they are a, a rootable. It's like because they have been so bad. Like no, they have not pissed any other fan base off because they don't nope. play in any games that matter. Like, like they haven't. You can't name a big game that they've won where it's been like, oh, the <laughs> other team, like, oh man, like, oh here Barry Sanders had a moment or Calvin Johnson had a moment or like, oh Stafford just beat us in a playoff game. No, turn off the Xbox because that never happened. And. <laughs> Like yeah, that's part of it. Like they've they've not pissed any like even like you said, like as a Vikings fan, like yeah, you know it's like. Uh, when did they ever do? When did anything they ever matter? Yeah. <laughs> like I believe they won the division twice in the '90s and the early '90s. Other than that, they've hosted I believe it's like either three or four playoff games since the merger. So it's like since there have been Super Bowls, there's been be like wrong. three playoff games played in Detroit. I could be wrong, but I think their last playoff win was sixty-five years ago. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think they've won any of their no, playoff games. Like, yeah, they they hosted. I believe the last time they hosted one was in like ninety-four or ninety-five, and Brett Favre came into town and killed them in the playoffs. And it's like, man, I mean, this has to be the first year in maybe twenty-five, thirty. They won a playoff. Game. Oh. Can you imagine being a fan of a team that went that long without any success? It's like, good on you, Dan Campbell. Did you see the GM uh, for the Lions just doing oh, laps that's around the is. field, high five in the oh, fans? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, this is what it is. They've only won one playoff game since 1957. One. Like, you think <laughs> about that? Like, you... Like, Wow. Wow. <laughs> Because, yeah, you know, like everyone talks about the Dallas then. Cowboys, like haven't been to NFC Championship, and like you know, some of these like just, you know, like even like your Vikings, like you know, unfortunately for you and fellow Vikings fan, you know, they haven't won Super Bowl, but um, they've been really good most of my life in like one playoff games. Like you, you, you've had you've had games you could you could log onto YouTube and like rewatch and been like, oh man, I was watching this with my dad. Like this was super cool. <laughs> the Lions have nothing. 
Yeah, they're like, remember when Barry Sanders went for 2,000 yards? It's like, yeah, you went 5-11 and 11 that year. I just like, <laughs> yeah. But they're just, yeah, they haven't pissed anyone off. But, hey, they yeah. win the division this year, win a couple playoff games. Maybe they come to Levi's in the playoffs or something and beat the Niners. Yeah, I will start to hate the Lions. <laughs> no lovable losers anymore there in Detroit. Looks like the Lions well on their way to finally getting that home playoff game after a good start, shocking the Chiefs in week one. The Lions being the most rootable team in the NFL. That's Joey's feels great, baby, for week one. Let's close the pod. I wanted to talk about YouTube TV. This was its big moment in the sun. Direct TV is no more. YouTube TV took over the NFL Sunday ticket, and it was glorious. You ha- you can basically make any combination of four or two screens on your screen on YouTube TV on an NFL Sunday between you know the early games and the the midday games. So I at the beginning of the day I had the Vikings in up in a half box with red zone so that I could watch most of the other games and then for the second window of games I split it into four uh, and that way I was only missing one of the five late games. So it's just like it's absolutely perfect. Everything you could ever want as a product. I only had a little bit of buffering trouble. Um, I think a lot of people were worried that, hey, everybody's going to be doing this. Maybe their servers are going to crash and we're going to have an all-out disaster here. But YouTube TV, I have said for years, is the best product on the market. They now have the most valuable property in streaming, which is the NFL Sunday ticket. Uh, I thought it was awesome. You recently converted after years of being stuck with shitty-ass Comcast cable charging you $300 a month. I could have made them my jack-in-the-bum of the week. <laughs> what do you think of YouTube TV as a new customer now? I mean, it's been only one day because uh, I got it today. I didn't have it for Sunday. Um, but my dad's had it, um, so I've used it there. Uh, but it is different having it like all the time at your place. Um, so I'm I'm very interested next week to try out the the, the two or four screens of, of games. Um, but yeah, it felt normal. Felt like that was always my biggest fear from going from Comcast to anything else was like, is it, is it less quality? And not really. Um, not at all. Um, yeah, I wait till you get to the catch up to live through key plays. It's sick. Say you're out or you're, you know, changing a diaper and you miss the entire first quarter of a game, you literally click on that game on YouTube TV and it says, do you want to join live? Do you want to start from the beginning? Or do you want to catch up through key plays? And that is sick. It'll be like, here are the 15 most important plays. And it plays them in a row with no commercials and catches you right up to live so that you don't miss anything. I'm telling everybody who listens, all nine people who listen to this podcast, Stop what you're doing. Go get YouTube TV. It was an epic debut this weekend for a lot of people who are new to the product. I've been harping on it for years. Say goodbye to cable and direct TV and their unbelievably high prices and shitty-ass customer service. That's the uh, worst part. Like, oh. honestly, I could justify the pay of another last bill. My last Comcast bill, the one I'm supposed to pay by October, was $321. Oh, my God disgusting um yeah but like even worse than that was like you call to like talk to them um and they're just the biggest dicks ever like i it's the worst the they're i i hate them like next to gamestop people (laughs) like they're the worst 
Like just Although I will say I will say to be positive is I did have a guy come out a few weeks ago, maybe like a month or two a month ago, who like we were having a little bit and he was he was nice. The actual human being that came to my house to like check on some wires or something. He was nice. But the people on the other line of the phone for, for Comcast, like get better. Be better. Be better, Comcast. Maybe you won't have so many people cutting the cord. I yeah, I thought I'm, I I saw all these tweets yesterday as I'm going through NFL Sunday, and I mean everybody is just all over it. Like, hey, you know, if you had Directv Sunday ticket, which do you my have? Like, did for dad, many years, does your dad have it? Being a Viking uh, fan in here, he's basically he has to have it. That's how there. we watched the game yesterday he's together. Was like connected YouTube have, TV. Yeah, I connected YouTube TV to their smart TV. They still have DirecTV, but they're going to drop it. And I was like, you have to try this. And, like, everybody's sold. Like, it's the best. But if you had old DirecTV Sunday ticket, they would choose the four games in the box. There was, like, one channel that had the four games. And the screen had so much advertising on it that each screen was, like, if you, even if you have a big TV. Oh, so that's my other question. How big is, like. It, it covers the whole screen. Like. Oh, shit. Just, oh, just wait. You know what I'll do in college football? There's so many games. Oh my! They do that for college too. Yeah, the the multi view game day thing, and you get to pick which which one goes in each corner. I mean, it's what we've wanted since we were kids, and we saw you know that one family in the neighborhood that had the 75 inch TV with picture in picture. Like that's us now. Like we get to do it. It's so sick. I remember um, last year I ended up going to um, someone's house. Uh, it was like a, a to be honest, I don't even know who it was, you know, like Kayla's cousins, it was their dad, like a friend of his. Like we all like went to his house one time. And they had direct T V and it was eight screens, I swear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, this is cool, like watching eight games at one time, but like you can't watch eight games at one time. No. Like this is this is too much. So but the four or even the two, like just watching two, because like you know, mm-hmm. I'm more of like a simple, simpler is better. Like, you know, like for I would you, never when do the that Niners for... come on at one against the Rams, you will give that the whole screen. Oh, every time. But every from time. 10 to one. Oh, 10 to one. When... I'll put on four. Well, how yeah, does that work with football, look. though? Like. Like, would I only get the games? Do you have to have Sunday ticket to do that? Yes, you have to buy Sunday ticket to do that. I believe you can do the two. If I have two like, on Fox or CBS at a time? Fox and CBS, you oh, can do that. Okay. But to do so the I four, do you four. need Sunday ticket. I can only do that for college because I'm probably not going to pay the, to get directly. Oh, you have to do it, dude. It's like a one-time payment of two fifty. Just, Just do it. You know, <sighs> Sell a kidney. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, or, you can, you know, Maybe. next time you come, come over, you Maybe. can watch it. I don't know. It's yeah. the shit, man. I, I I feel like we needed to discuss that because of all the like, things when would that I, happened when would this I do week. it? Because I would ne- You can't do it for like with prime time. There's only one game, and it's that's not on the Sunday ticket. It literally covers just ten to you know four twenty five. So like so like, like next weekend, if I had it next weekend, like the one o'clock one o'clock window, like that'll be like the, the Niners. So ten a.m. So I would. It's like I'd pay that much to only do it for like. That's probably worth it. Yeah, still, you know, th- <laughs> to, to have a like minimum three, to of have, three hours. To have three a week. hours of watching four games at one time. Oh, it's my. pretty sick, dude. Oh, Incredible sure. week one. 
Uh, lots of crazy storylines. We gave you five picks. We gave you a Jack in the Bum of the Week. Uh, we gave you Joey's Feels Great Baby, Detroit Lions being the most rootable team in the NFL. Uh, we recapped week one. We got some thoughts for week two. We like Philly. We like Atlanta. We like Kansas City, Denver, and Pittsburgh. Um, most of them getting points there. Kansas City laying some points. Um, we're going to be back again next week. Joey's going back to work. It looks like uh, paternity leave is coming oh, to an God. end, and he's dreading it. But, I mean, we are going to trudge through it. We're going to keep making pods week after week. I'm so pumped for week two. Hopefully the Vikings can pull out a miracle win at Philly. The Niners looking to keep that train rolling as they head to Los Angeles. Thanks for joining us again. Week one's in the books. You've been listening to the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast, and we will see you next week. Ah!